Hello, my name is Christine Beatty. I'm the director at the Madison Senior Center, and I'm a co-host of the uh, program you're watching today, Senior Beat. Um, my host over here is Tom Frazier. Tom, we've got a great show today. Yes, I think we do. I think we have a really good show. Um, we have some special guests. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to introduce, uh, first I'll introduce Esther Olson. Uh, Esther uh, is retired, but she was the director of the education and outreach for UW Synchrotron Radiation Center. Good. Did I get that right wow. this Pretty time? Cool. I've been <laughs> practicing for about 35 or so years. And part of what she did there was advocacy and, and lobbying. Uh, she's also been, she was presently on the Legislative Advocacy Committee of the uh, Dane County Area Agency on Aging. Oh, she was previously on the Aging and Disability Resource Center board, and she was actually at one time chair of the Area Agency on Aging. So wow. she's got a lot of experience in Dane County. Um, Janet Zander is the Advocacy and Public Policy Coordinator for the Greater Wisconsin Agency on Aging Resources. Uh, what, two or three years? Just a little over two years. A little over two mm-hmm. years. Prior to that, she was the director of the Portage County Department on Aging, and then that sort of morphed into the Aging and Disability Resource Center of Portage County, which included, included aging programs for about 20 years. And, of course, um, Christine is the director of the Madison Senior Center, and she's only been there for about 28 years. So <laughs> I think we have um, a lot of bases covered. I know we've got something over 100 years' experience in aging uh, among us, because um, I've got about 40. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, what we wanted to do today was talk about uh, what we call the aging network, but basically the structure and programs and services of aging in Dane County and in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And we've got the experts to talk about it at from the federal level. We're going to ask Janet to talk about federal and state level money that comes down eventually to create these programs. Uh, Esther and I are both involved heavily in county stuff and, of course, uh, uh, Christine, uh, with the city of Madison and the funding that comes through, through that. So just to set the stage quickly, um, there's something called Older Americans Act, which is federal legislation, 50 years old mm-hmm. um, this year, I think. This year, and, yeah. and, um, So we have that now. Compared to Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, Older Americans Act money is a drop, a literate literally a drop in the in the bucket. So we're not going to talk about those too much. But what the Older Americans Act does is create an infrastructure of for aging programs and in Wisconsin that takes the form of area agencies on aging. We have three. Janet agency is the area agency on aging for seventy counties. Mm-hmm. Dane County is a single county area agency on aging. And then the final 72 is um, Milwaukee County. Uh, and then that structure comes 72 county aging offices or aging units and 11 tribal, tribal units, uh, right. units in Wisconsin. So that creates a structure 
And this money comes down from the federal government, the state government, and city and county government to create these programs. So yeah. that's kind of setting the stage of the aging network structure that we, we call the aging network, and nobody probably knows what we're talking about. Yeah. But that's what it is. So I'm going to start with Janet and ask her to talk a little bit about federal and state monies that come into aging. And in fact, Janet, I think um, we just got the Older Americans Act refunded for another year, didn't we? So mid-December, the federal appropriators worked on a, on a budget and created a budget deal that in fact does give us a little bit more in that drop in the bucket mm -hmm. for Older Americans Act programs. We'll see an increase, particularly in our nutrition program, which is the largest mm -hmm. of the Older Americans Act mm -hmm. programs, but also an increase in the caregiver support program, another big, big issue at the state and federal <coughs> level, and so the funding will be greatly appreciated and the Title VI tribal programs okay. got some additional funding, and those programs have really been underfunded for a long time, and so any additional money for them is really helpful. That money, um, the budget will be finalized very soon, and we will then see that money go over to the Administration on Community Living or the Administration on Aging, come down through our state office on aging, which is in our Bureau of Aging and Disability Resources here in our Department of Health Services at the state level. Mm -hmm. Then it's distributed down to our area agencies on aging. And Tom, you mentioned there are three, the agency mm -hmm. that I work for, as well as Dane County. County has an area agency and Milwaukee County has an area agency. And then we distribute that out to, in our case, the 70 counties and 11 tribes in our what we mm -hmm. call a planning and service area, so that they can administer programs like um, dining sites where people will get together not only for a meal but for activities and education and socialization, where they will do home-delivered meals for those people mm -hmm. who are homebound and unable to get to the dining sites, um, where they will be able to provide caregiver support services, mm -hmm. uh, respite, support groups, uh, resources, uh, transportation big, big, big issue, mm -hmm. for, you know, to keep people connected mm -hmm. to these mm -hmm. senior centers and dining sites and so that they can access a number of the resources. We did see in the federal budget an increase in transit funding and an increase in funding for some of the coordination activities. Okay. So, again, a really, really important piece of, of the work that these aging units do at the county it's and It's kind of the, the glue. Transportation is always the glue that holds Absolutely. those programs together. Absolutely, and it's the, the piece that makes sure that people can remain living in a community, yeah. that they can still access the services that they, they, they need to and not be socially isolated mm -hmm. in their homes. So huge, huge piece. Benefit Specialist Program. It's a really good example of a program that's a nice combination of, of federal and state support. Mm -hmm. So many mm -hmm. of those programs have Older Americans Act dollars in them, but here in Wisconsin we also supplement a state grant to help fund those um, ben those uh, services that help people access public benefit programs. So that's a huge piece of the Older Americans Act is our Elder Benefit Specialist Program. And um, that program is designed to help uh, older adults and their families find out about the kinds of benefits that are available at any of the levels. That's and correct. also to advocate for them if there's a hitch in the giddy-up in terms of any of those benefits. That's right. Appeals that might need yes. to be filed. Yes. Legal, quasi-legal yes. right. issues. Right. right. Find a Part D plan since that was a big oh, activity. Goodness, yes. Part D Medicare. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and that Maybe as a segue into 
what we call aging and disability resource centers, which are largely state-funded. Is it? Here in Wisconsin, they are largely state-funded. And Wisconsin really was the model for what is now known across the nation as aging and disability resource centers. And these are what we look to as the one-stop shop, the one place that people can go to get any not only um, benefits that would be available for a person, an older person or a person with a physical or developmental disability, but also to access any kind of information or resources mm -hmm. about aging issues, about disability issues. And so Wisconsin piloted a program. It became a nationwide model across the country. Mm -hmm. We now have aging and disability resource centers in uh, uh, statewide. Every, every, state. every county, every state. county. Every tribe has access to yeah. we an have aging and disability statewide in Wisconsin, centers. and I think nationwide in every state. Right? Mm -hmm. I think so. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, it's maybe not statewide, but there, right. there are projects yeah. Yeah. getting started, and and it all started. It all started here, and that's mostly state funds. Right, those are which, state contracts. Yep. Which then, are, and that relates to the elderly benefit specialist in the sense that ADRCs are um, one-stop shopping information and assistance, and and some follow-up and so forth. Whereas, so what's the difference with the elderly benefit specialist? They do they complement each other, right? They, they do complement each other. As, as Christine said, your elder benefits specialist is going to be looking at a wide variety of benefits, federal, state, county, municipal, whatever the level of benefits, helping people file appeals who've been denied benefits. Yeah. Your aging and disability resource centers work very closely with those benefits specialists to make sure that people are getting benefits right. that they yeah. deserve, get, are helping them through access if they've been denied a, a benefit. But there's also a disability benefit specialist that's available mm -hmm. through the Aging and Disability Resource Center. So now for those people who are under 60, right. Right. they're able to access the disability benefit specialist and have um, those same services available to them. So while your Aging and Disability Resource Centers might be helping people um, access caregiver support services or enroll in a, in a long-term care service or find uh, long-term home care services or something like that, your benefit specialists are going to be focusing on um, Food share and uh, housing, senior and care, all, senior, senior care, care, prescription yeah. drug coverage. So they work very closely mm -hmm. together to make sure that they're getting people the the services and supports that they need. Right. And ADRCs also uh, tend to have a lot more um, uh, local information too. Really, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. root grassroots kinds of things. Even to help people find uh, contractors who would help them with housing yep. uh, yeah. issues or things like that. So um, it's very local yes. uh, information. Needing to really know your community. Yes, right. absolutely. Because as we all know, those kinds of resources change very quickly, very quickly. in the community. Mm -hmm. Exactly. In the county, I think the uh, ADRCs hook to the uh, county's database for services on the 211 um, access. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And every county has access to aging and disability resource centers, so an older person or their family mm -hmm. can get in touch with an ADRC about pretty much anything, any problem or issue that an older person might have. And as Christine points out, 
they know almost all of the local re- well, probably do know all of the mm-hmm. local well, and, resources. And Tom, those services are free to them. And you know, free. Those services Absolutely. are obviously funded by tax dollars, but there is no direct charge to the right. consumer right. for those services. Regardless of income, too. Right. Right. So Regardless not, of income. Mm-hmm. And that's really important. And when they go there, they, they know that the information that they get is not going to be... Um, they're not going to be biased in any mm-hmm. one direction. These are folks who are right. public employees who are there just to provide unbiased, neutral information. They're not. They don't have any kind of fiscal relationship with any yeah. of those, uh, yeah. any of the providers of services. Right. They're not selling anything. Right. They're laying out a no menu. No vested interest. There's in what a menu might of wonderful right. things that they can choose yes. from. They mm-hmm. aren't being pushed to take this or that right. for. It is really their job to make sure that people fully understand their options so that they can make an informed decision. Exactly, exactly. What about any other state funding? Can we switch to that? We know it funds ADRCs. We know that you mentioned, I think, that there's a supplement to the nutrition program. I I mentioned there was a supplement to the benefit specialist program, but there is a supplement to the nutrition program as well that supplements the Older Americans Act funding for nutrition. There is specifically an Alzheimer's family caregiver and support program funding, so it's coming in specific to help caregivers and individuals who are... So um, can we just uh, move to a break? And then we'll come back and we'll deal with a little more of that, a little county, a little little city. city. Okay, good. We'll be right Right. back. Welcome back to Senior Beat. We're exploring where the money comes from and where it goes. And uh, Janet was talking about some of the supplements that are available on the state level uh, to really help provide all of these services that are available to older adults and to individuals who have disabilities. But you wanted to talk a little bit about transportation, too. Yes. I had mentioned that we had, you know, additional funding at the at the federal level, but here in, in the state we get funding to provide not only transit services, mass transit services, but also specialized transportation. Oh, yes. And that looks different in every county in every area that you go throughout the state and that's a good thing specialized transportation can be aging buses it can be volunteer drivers it can be contracts with local cab services it takes on the flavor of the community but most importantly it gets people where they need to be and so that's a really important piece of state funding that comes down to the local level again to help people stay connected Mm -hmm. and access some of these services that we're talking about to remove that isolation which can be so damaging Mm -hmm. for older families 
Okay, so we got this all this money coming down from the federal and the state level, oh, and then it gets exciting. It goes to the county, and then so we're going to talk about Dane County and ask Esther to talk a little bit about Dane County, but also Dane County throws in some money for aging Actually, services as well as the city. But let's talk about the county money. Well, as Janet said, most of this money comes down from the federal and the state, comes to the county. But Dane County um, is unique in the counties across the state in that it does provide uh, tax levy f- dollars for case management, which mm-hmm. is clearly a issue in the aging community. And, and Dane County levy makes up about 30% of their total budget mm-hmm. for aging programs. Now, again, in Dane County, we have an area agency on aging and a AAA office and the ADRC. Now, the ADRC, in many cases, acts as the intake point, and it brings um, senior issues into the into the aging network where they're addressed either by uh, the AAA office or by uh, ADRC. Yeah. So that, now, they're not combined except they're, no, but they're they work in, the same building. in the, same, in the building, same building, but we have a, an ADRC and an area agency on aging, and but they coordinate. They work mm-hmm. together, right, and many times they, if there are issues that the ADRC isn't able to address, they're passed off to the to the aging office to take care of. Mm-hmm. Um, we do, Dane County did um, provide two years ago, provide additional funds for a third elder benefit specialist mm-hmm. uh, in the county um, because we were experiencing a huge increase. We, had, uh, we were in danger of having to have long wait lines, uh, wait mm-hmm. times that now is uh, with the third benefit specialist is, is Right at the moment, they're they're pretty uh, they're pretty stable, but it could, get, I'm sure, it could start uh, moving upward at any time. But uh, so that was a, a significant increase from the county uh, for this additional mm-hmm. funding for the the uh, specialist. Um, and then uh, the uh, there's of the amount of funding that comes from Dane County, about 16% of their budget is um, of the. Uh, aging budget is the case management dollars, and so that's a significant mm-hmm. amount of money coming in from the county levy for Dane County. And now, let me just interrupt. The case management services, I don't think people really understand what those are, but they are um, actual uh, trained social workers trained who can help families and older people, again, connect to the type of service that will keep them independent in their home. And not only do they help connect, but they can follow up and make sure that service is delivered. So right. that's case management. Yes. That and each of Dane County has uh, 15 focal points mm-hmm. across the county, which are, in most cases, their, um, their aging offices, their mm-hmm. senior, senior centers. centers yeah. um, and each of those focal points has a case manager, at least at least partial one. Mm-hmm. Some of the smaller areas might not have a full one, but there is case management um, services over. available mm-hmm. through each of those um, senior centers or focal points. Mm-hmm. Um, Janet mentioned nutrition dollars. Um, the county does put in additional money for nutrition, and in fact, um, 
this the 2016 budget was a real tough one for Dane County, but we were still um, able to secure additional funds for nutrition. I was excited uh, in, to hear that. In the, in the budget, needed. and so to help with the increasing costs and also the management of those sites, because uh, most much of it's done by volunteers, mm -hmm. but you still need a trained staff to um, to make sure that the nutrition needs are met and and that we're meeting the guidelines mm -hmm. for nutrition because that's really critical, the food, uh, the, the temperatures at which food right. needs to be kept and things like that. So Dane County puts in um, a fair chunk and I think has been very responsive to the needs of the seniors in Dane County. And um, I'm hoping it'll continue and that we'll maybe in the future be able to bring in additional money, but we'll, you know, we'll have to see how it goes. And you I work with a, um, when you talk about the Area Agency on Aging, that's a group of people who help make those decisions, and they're older people themselves. Right. The, the board, the uh, Area Agency on Aging board is made up of of one, two, three, four uh, Dane County supervisors, and then the rest of the board is uh, our seniors. Yeah. Uh, and so they're speaking certainly from experience, and that board then makes the final decisions on how those dollars are going to be distributed and Excellent. allocated Excellent. and going out to each of those focal points. And, sure. that, and that the basis for that is, is many, there's many factors that go into that formula for that, including, you know, density and, um, need and the community, whether it's rural versus, uh, whether it's urban versus rural, because mm -hmm. uh, we have, of the 15 focal points, we have about seven that are uh, rural mm -hmm. communities. So mm -hmm. there's, um, uh, you know, there's a different need mm -hmm. in the rural community. Mm -hmm. Transportation is a really big issue right. in the rural communities, right. as where it's maybe not quite as as big an issue in the urban communities, because mm -hmm. if you're living uh, seven miles from the to meal site, uh, it may be that you aren't going to get there for right. lunch unless exactly. somebody makes provisions to make sure that there's transportation to and from. So yeah. transportation right. is a very yeah. big budget. Yeah. So. so in Dane County, money comes in to the Area Agency on Aging and the Area Agency, the Dane County Area Agency on Aging, contracts then with primarily these focal, focal points, points for case management, for elderly nutrition mm -hmm. programs. And then they also do a contract with groups like uh, retired senior volunteer programs, RSVP, volunteer for a programs. lot of volunteer transportation uh, uh, work that relates also to transportation, like volunteers providing rides mm -hmm. to, to people. So Dane County has about $4.7 million mm -hmm. when you you take the federal and state money, the, the county, county levy, levy yeah. Dollars, um, you know, all you know, grants, everything they get is, is about 4.7 million dollars. Wow. So that's how this money gets. I'm glad you mentioned grants because I think for all of the the counties to look at grants and and participant contributions as a significant part of that piece in addition to the levy. Yeah. And I think of things like the health promotion programs, right. a lot of those little bit of Older Americans Act, Act dollars, but lots of grant dollars yeah. going in mm -hmm. to fund some of those evidence-based health promotion yeah. programs and things. And, mm -hmm. and Christine's going to touch on this a little more from the city, but most of the uh, focal points across Dane County, the municipalities that, are, uh, that those uh, centers serve, 
um, contribute uh, levy dollars also right. um, to to the and community partnerships. Budget. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Partnerships. So let's switch to the city, the city of Madison. So let me put my other hat on. I <laughs> not only have the senior center hat, but I also work with the uh, community development division. And I'm responsible for uh, senior social services in the city of Madison. You mentioned the focal points. Well, in Madison, those focal points are the four Madison senior coalitions. And the city contributes about $750,000 a year in terms of um, matching almost the county money for case management and then offering other programs uh, like senior activities and education Mm -hmm. in various locations throughout the city. We also support RSVP. Um, and we also have some really interesting specialized programs that relate to um, older Hmong individuals in our community, uh, Hispanic elders as well as African-American elders. And we also have an interesting program that supports LGBT seniors in the city of Madison. So the city has made a significant contribution of city levy dollars Mm -hmm. to support not only those services, but also to support the Madison Senior Center. And that's about $500,000 a year as well. And, of course, that doesn't include, you mentioned the specialized transportation. Mm -hmm. That's in another entire uh, separation of the city. But the city is supporting a lot of services for seniors and has always uh, been viewed as very much uh, pro-senior in terms of its support. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think Dane County is kind of unique in, in the fact that you have not only the federal and state funding coming in, but you've got pretty significant contributions from the county and and the city, and then as Esther points out, some of the other municipalities also fund these focal points, senior centers around Right, the a lot of senior centers are supported yeah. almost entirely by the municipal government, which is the case with ours. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned something too, the, uh, Janet, the whole idea of fundraising, uh, participant fees, a lot of older people are paying for uh, the services they receive in terms of their contributions, uh, in terms of their volunteer service. And agency heads like me are looking all the time for additional resources in terms of grant funding. Um, I know um, uh, Madison Community Foundation, United Way, other right. sources of uh, and, com- and uh, municipal and community foundations across the uh, county are doing a lot to support senior adults, and we really appreciate that kind of. You mentioned also um, uh, partnerships, right? Mm-hmm. You know yes. the community connection. Right. Um, Don't do any of this alone. No, it, and um, uh, in a senior center, you see that in real life operation. Mm-hmm. You know the hospitals, the clinics, the um, uh, all of the different nonprofit agencies sort of come together yes. to support that community of older people that we're concerned about, and that community is huge. I mean, when you think about. Mm-hmm. Citizens from 55 to 105. We're talking about a significant population that we're and haven't we about. seen great movement around dementia-friendly in age-friendly oh, yes. communities yes. and community partnerships mm-hmm. really coming together. That's right, that. and caregiving too. Yeah, absolutely. More interest in the uh, trials and tribulations that caregivers face as mm-hmm. they try to uh, take care of their loved ones in their own homes, and and that's 
where most of the caregiving is happening. That's it's right. not in necessarily institutions. Yeah. It's been wonderful yeah. to see businesses and communities really step forward on without issue. Yes. Absolutely. I think a couple of really unique things about the Older Americans Act is just what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. One is that programs are developed locally, mm -hmm. you know, so they know what the local needs are, and we try to respond to them. Mm -hmm. But with the input of older people mm -hmm. on these boards, committees, yeah, advisory. Yeah, We have a city committee on aging committee as well that aging. you've served on. Yeah, yeah and yep. a AAA board and a legislative committee sure. and several other committees. All of these involve older people. So that local input and participation and what 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 are our priorities? Where should we be yeah. spending our money? They make the is, decisions. Is, is is critical. The other piece that I'm partial to is advocacy. Bingo. You know the <laughs> fact that everybody who gets um, Older Americans Act money at all these levels are supposed to be an advocate for older people. You know, Tom, I'm going to advocate to end this program. <laughs> but you have it right. Advocacy is a key issue. Thank you so much for oh. being with us oh, today. No. Thank you I think we've uh, really tried to explain this uh, complicated uh, uh, system, the Aging Network. The Thank Aging you. Network.